Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Hey, good morning, everybody. How you doing? Good morning. Happy. And what a oh, what the... lovely morning. It's a lovely good morning. morning. <laughs> good morning. We've talked the whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. Oh, boy. The birds are chirping. The dogs are barking. Yeah, the dogs are barking. <laughs> oh, what a wonderful morning. <laughs> Reggie, you can stop. <laughs> He forgets sometimes that we're live every morning. Um, how's everybody doing today? Today is what is today, guys? Uh, great, great. What a <laughs> every time you just want to cut me off, hey? I did not mean that. This is a loop. It's on a loop. Yeah. It's Shouldn't a it's a Tuesday, January twenty fifth. Tuesday, January twenty fifth. Yeah. You know January is almost over. Yeah. Well, you do now. <laughs> it's it's big time, almost over. Um. It's it's funny. It's funny how, you know, we, 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 we build up to Christmas and then it's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to wait until I'm going to wait until after Christmas to kind of, you know, start that thing or whatever. And then you wait till the new year and it's like, OK, I'm going to start that thing. And then you lose like four days, five days because of the new year. And. You following along? You got that? Oh, you're having some difficulties yeah. over there? Okay, yeah. sorry. You, you, you know, you, you wait till the new year and then you lose four or five five days and then and then suddenly it's like almost halfway through January and then I've talked to some people and, and they still, they, they they haven't done anything yet this year mm -hmm. and, and January's almost over. Um, Like, I kind of feel like, I mean, like I finally got my shit together this year. It was a rough start to the year. I finally got my shit together and I'm organized and stuff, but um. I really hope we can get a house under contract soon <laughs> because I do feel like I haven't really done anything. <laughs> well, we, we did buy a house, but it's just, it wasn't for a flip. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I signed the documents last week. I mean, yeah, <laughs> um, I'm itching though. Yeah. We need, we need a new flip. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> and then after spending the whole weekend at the cabin retreat, and oh, yeah. a I guess lot that happened yeah um that happened too yeah um we did we've done a lot this month I don't know. um but like it seems like that was the theme for this weekend that um flipping's the, the, probably the most popular strategy um for that cabin retreat so we talked the whole weekend about flipping and it was almost just like rubbing it in our face yeah uh, that we you know don't have a project. We don't have a project. <laughs> and then as well, you know, some of the some of the attendees were local to Edmonton. Some of them were local to Calgary. And uh, Edmonton and Calgary both has their own individual individual, you know, issues with with the market right now uh, and opportunities. And it's just like, oh yeah, you know, you can do it, but then just keep in mind that you're probably not going to find any deals <laughs> right away. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. I mean, hopefully, uh, the inventory increases in Edmonton um calgary is just ridiculously hot right now from what we can tell um just things are moving really fast and 
multiple offers and and over market value and or sorry over purchase price which is a little odd for mm-hmm. for uh for january <laughs> for alberta that's what i was going to say stop oh, finishing yeah. my sentences well when you think back like i think that that all really started during the pandemic um when it was like all of a sudden the housing craze and there's lineups outside outside of houses and stuff when they were listed mm-hmm. so I mean, that did cool down. It's not as crazy anymore, but um, yeah, it's still happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, what have we got to, going on today? You know, I, 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 I've mentioned this a bunch of times in, you know, on the show. Uh, a lot of days, I don't really have a topic that I'm, that I'm coming on with. We just kind of, we just kind of show up in the morning and, uh, and, and we, we think about whatever's going on and then that's what we talk about. And, and, and this morning or yesterday specifically, um, I was, what was I doing? Oh, I was over at Staples. Um, I needed to scan some documents and, uh, it was just way too many documents for our printer. Um, it just like, we needed a, we needed a full size office scanner. Yeah. So I went down to Staples to to scan these condo docs. Um, cause, uh, we're selling our townhouse and they want to copy the long story. Um, (laughs) So I go down to Staples and I'm doing that and I'm, you know, playing on their computer and I'm scanning these documents and having troubles and stuff. And then um, the the woman there is like, do you want your receipt? And I'm like, yeah, I do want my receipt because I'm going to claim this. And it was just, it made me think about like, just we can claim just about everything, you know, Uh, when we go for coffees with, you know, partners or, networking stuff we always grab the receipts you know when we go out for lunch which you know for partners we always grab the receipts um i went to the lawyers yesterday i went and saw barry mcguire again and uh signed some documents for 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 a property that we're selling and uh i got parking and i got the receipt mm-hmm. and um it doesn't seem like much when you're paying six dollars for parking or sometimes three <laughs> Yeah, or seven dollars or nine dollars for, um, you know, using the the Staples computer and scanner. But if you're in a tax bracket of say thirty three percent, and I'm not, and I'm not an accountant, and today is not tax you know advice, legal tax advice. Um, so don't we're, we're just having a general conversation. But if you're in a like a thirty some odd percent tax bracket, that nine dollar receipt at Staples means it's taking $9 off of our personal income, right? And that means that we are saving, therefore saving, having to pay tax on that $9. Therefore, we are saving $3.33. Yep. Right? No. It doesn't seem... Did you say $9? What? $9 receipt? You said you're saving... Oh, okay. I'm not paying... (laughs) personal income tax on that $9 now. So I'm not paying $3 and 33 cents in tax. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's, it's a pretty cool, uh, it's a pretty cool thing. It doesn't, like I said, it doesn't seem like much, but just alone yesterday, just in the couple of receipts that I brought home, I probably saved 10 bucks. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. One day not doing much. Yeah. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? Yeah. You know, you think about those tax returns you get at the end of the year, right? Yeah. And you're like, oh, wow, I made an $800 tax return, $2,000 tax return. If you start adding up all these little extra receipts, the things that you're already spending for your business, there's uh, quite a lot to be saved. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's what we're going to be covering today. Um, we're also going to be doing a giveaway 
for our investor meetup this Sunday. Um, this meetup was supposed to be two weekends ago, but we had some, uh, um, some issues. And so we rescheduled to this Sunday, January 30th. And now it's a sold out event and it's a free sold out event. So I should, I should preface that. Um, it's, it's a free event. We didn't charge anything for it. You can sign up on Eventbrite. The tickets, you know, sold out very quickly, obviously. Um, but we're going to be giving away and but there's a few people that that reached out to us and and said that you know they were bombed that they didn't get to be able to you know get a ticket for it so we opened it up we we added a few more spots we're going to be giving away a spot today now that means that you, you one need to be in edmonton uh two you need to not already have an entry into that townhouse um flip meetup but what we're going to do is we're going to leave it open today so that if anyone out here on live, you know, you do want entry into that. We're going to give away one today for the first person that calls. So whether someone calls or doesn't call. Yeah, you might already have your tickets or might not be able to attend, which is fine. But if you would like <clears throat> tickets, give us a call. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. you're here and you're like, oh, yeah, I would love a so ticket. So it's uh, Sunday from 2 to 4? Is Two to right? four p.m. Yeah. and um, yeah, and it's a uh, the most recent um, townhouse flip that we just uh, completed a few weeks ago, and um, yeah, so you get to see the finished project, get to uh, network with other investors, um, hear kind of um, how the flip went, um, a bit of numbers and different, um, you know, you can ask questions about where we got the light fixtures because everybody seems to want to know where we get the flush mount light fixtures. Yeah. Um, that kind of stuff. So yeah, you just kind of get your questions asked and network and, and see a finished product that has an accepted offer on it. Yeah. It's a, we got a pending, um, accepted offer that's pending conditions. Um, that's what I was doing there yesterday. They wanted the condo docs. So, um, oh God, that was, a, that was a bit of a cluster. Over yeah. The we weekend. Were, well, we were given a hard copy instead of, um, digital and it's we like forgot yeah we had... forgot that i was just like where are the condo docs why aren't they in like the the file in OneDrive? like what's going on i couldn't find them in the email i'm like this is so unusual and yeah then finally wayne's like oh they put it in a big envelope in our mailbox when we took possession <laughs> so we had to go look through our filing folders and stuff and find it and then uh we realized how thick it was and we're like okay well guess we got to scan it and then that's why we had to go down to staples and spend a half an hour trying to figure out how to scan this <laughs> oh another thing if you're listening lady who put the condo docs in our mailbox did you have to print some of the pages double-sided <laughs> did you have to make it so complicated for me yesterday i didn't realize till i finished scanning them and i just randomly saw one or two pages that were double-sided and i'm like they're not all double-sided so i had to figure out how to scan 104 pages double-sided oh it's just an absolute nightmare yeah and i haven't told wayne this yet but he scanned them upside down <laughs> I went to go sell, uh, send them to Calvin to pass along to the buyer. And um, I was like, I am so sorry, but I don't know how Wayne managed this, but they're all upside down. <laughs> I wish you could have seen my face in Staples trying to figure this shit out yesterday. Yeah. I was, ugh. and I was late for my dentist appointment. And just like, I was just like. <laughs> <laughs> Robin's uh, on the Podbean app here live with us. And he says, 
lol, technology is hard. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And you know what I see here? We got um, someone says, good morning. It's their first Podbean live. So good morning, morning. J-Fizzy. J-Fizzy-Pism. (laughs) J-Fizzy-Pism. Who are you? Um, Um, Yeah, you should tell us who you are. Yeah, and uh, Kathleen, you should uh, text me and tell me how to fix the document. How to flip it around. Yeah, that'd she be... says, good thing digital, everything is fixable. That'd be wicked. <laughs> good, good morning. Hello, how's it going? Good, how are you? Good. Hey, I got a question for you guys. You might be able to help me out. Sure. Right. Let's hear it. Okay, so we have a new place. Uh, we're taking possession of it on February 1st. Congrats. So thank you. Um, we are, we're, Kind of, well, we're, we're searching for tenants right now, obviously, but it's tough because we don't have possession of the place. You can't show it, yeah. Yeah, what, which we've tried to do when we ran into problems. Like the, the basement tenants refused us. And it was just a crapshoot. But oh. <laughs> anyways, um, I have some, some folks interested um, and like they've sent an application in. They're, they're U.S. citizens and I don't have any experience renting to non-residents. So I just, I don't know what I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I uh, wonder if you have any advice. I've personally, igno- I've, I've just stayed away from it. <laughs> because, yeah. um, I mean, it's not so much the screening part. It's the, what happens if they don't pay or they quote unquote trash the place and I need to go after them later? How am I building my case today? That's mm-hmm. what scares me. Is yeah. that how do I go after them? Yeah, do you have thoughts? Um, yeah, I'm trying to gather them because I did just mm-hmm. um, actually go through something similar, trying to um, like screen and, and get somebody in who was from the States. And I had gotten some really good um, information from some other investors, which now I can't remember what it was. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> I'm trying to gather my thoughts. I'm trying to remember what they told me. Um, because yeah, there's like, there's some things with, well, like, I mean, in Alberta, we have like so many immigrants and like that type of thing. And they can be really great tenants. Like they can be a, a really great opportunity for, um, for them and for you as a landlord, but there's just some extra things you need to do. Cause, um, like their, for instance, their credit scores aren't going to show up when you run a credit report in Canada and like those types of things. So there's some, th- there's some trust where you need to trust that whatever documents they're giving you are real. Um, how do you back check them, those types of things. And then, like Wayne said, if anything goes wrong or if like, are they, are they, you know, trying to get residents here? Are they going to be deported? Like all those types of things as well. Like they can just all of a sudden have to leave. Um, and they would leave and then you wouldn't be able to And go then they would them. leave and then how do you go after them? Yes. So um, it just creates a little bit more risk. But I mean, it, that's not to say that like don't do it because I'm not in that mindset. Like I think that if you found really great prospective tenants, they seem really great. Everything's checking out that that's that I wouldn't tell you not to do it. Um, You just have to be extra diligent. Um, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to dig up the information that I had found. And um, I actually, I just, I just sent you a friend request. I looked you up to see if we were friends and we're not. So um, accept that. And then I'll get in touch with you. (laughs) okay that's great me too we'll bring it up up tomorrow again too just for everybody else yeah for sure um yeah i i I agree i i kind of feel bad for the family because 
um, we instantly, we go negative. We're like, well, you know, if I can't, you know, do any background checks and if I don't know how to serve them in the future, then I'm not doing it. And it, it almost like, if they could be like a really nice family for whatever reason, they're moving here, job opportunity, whatever. And then like, you know, by default, they, they're probably only going to get some of those amateur landlords that don't know what they're doing. And so by default, they're getting a, a quote unquote, probably uneducated shitty landlord. You know what I mean? So like, it, I kind of feel bad. Like I, I, I want them to have, the, I want everybody to have the opportunity to have like a good experience with a landlord who knows what they're doing and knows the RTA that's doing things properly. But that poor family, just because of the fact they're moving out of country, they're by default, I believe that they're probably getting an amateur landlord doesn't know what they're doing. So, Yeah. And actually there's another bit of a layer to this. So they, they still are going to live in the States, but they want it for three to four weeks at a time um, because they have, like I, I'm assuming it's a divorced couple and then the, they have children that live here. So they come mm. and visit their children, stay for three to four weeks at a time and then go back home. And then the place is, is vacant. And that's like another bit of a concern, but also maybe a plus or less wear and mm -hmm. tear. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, that can be, um, so that, that itself can be two sided. Um, I mean, like in Alberta, it's kind of normal that, um, you know, like, well, it has been normal in the past more so that um, the oil and gas workers would often be working up in Fort McMurray and just need a place to put their head for, you know, seven days at a time um, or two weeks on, two weeks off, whatever it may be. Sometimes they were gone for three weeks because like when things were hot here. So um, landlords would love that, especially if it was a suited property, then you know that there's so much less uh, tenant interaction between the two suites. Yeah. But the one thing that you need to be careful with is to make sure you know what your insurance policy says. Right. Some of them say that if the place is going to be vacant for four days or seven days or two weeks or whatever it may be, that it needs to be checked on. And if something happens when they're gone and there's a minus 40 cold snap here in Alberta, yeah, that if something happens that they don't deny you. Yeah. So that's one thing definitely to look into is what does your um, insurance policy say? on okay. that on that front um yeah interesting though very interesting i've never really heard of someone wanting to do that i would just like my logic side of me just goes like why don't they just get a short-term rental whenever they're here yeah yeah you know, exactly it yeah. more sense <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah but hey if they're willing to pay i mean maybe it's it's premium rent so oh nice yeah so i i guess they have the money <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Must be nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much for calling in, Jessica. Yeah, thanks you. And I'll be in touch, Jessica. Okay, sounds good. Thanks. Okay, bye-bye. Yeah, that's interesting. I I don't know. Yeah. And and some people just run from those types of things, right? Sorry? It's like and some people will just run away from those kinds of situations because it's easier, right? Yeah, all my negative what ifs just start going through my head. I hate operating like that. Yeah. But you know, what's stopping them from me and like sending us an email and or sending her an email and be like, yeah, I'm done. We're not coming there anymore. Yeah, and for sure. Like, and well, you're in a you fixed term lease. And like, well, I'm in Orange County. So yeah. come get me, bro. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, what do you do? Yeah. Well, and that in itself. Send dog the bounty hunter after them? Yeah. <laughs> that in itself might be uh, a reason just to to pump the brakes. But yeah, it's it's hard to say. <laughs> And maybe there is a way to go after them. Maybe there is something in place that dog, <laughs> dog. Okay, we're sending dog in. Is he still around? Yeah, he's around. 
Uh, uh, Oh, shoot. Hang on a second. (laughs) Hang on a second. Some stuff went down with him. Well, he helped with that um, Gabby. What was her last name? She went missing. Her boyfriend killed her. Then he killed himself. He went looking for the guy. Oh, the guy killed himself, not dog. No. Okay. I I shouldn't be making dog the bounty hunter. Yeah. And I just made really light of that whole situation. Okay. So dog did not commit suicide. No, he didn't. Uh, His wife died though. And he went through a rough patch, met someone else. He married someone else. Oh Lord. And his daughter has joined OnlyFans. I apologize for Wayne. (laughs) I'm just Googling. I don't know. We haven't caught up with Dog the Bounty Hunter in a long time. Gab, I used to be Gab obsessed. used to love Dog the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> I used to be obsessed in like my early twenties. He was like, "Yeah, I love that show." And when he came to the um, the casino, the River Creek, the River we, Creek. we saw Dog yeah. the Bounty Hunter. We, at the I had River to go Creek see him. Yeah, resort and casino. Yeah. Oh, those were the good old days. Yeah. So when I see like when when I see like. <laughs> 20 year olds out there like killing the real estate investing game i'm like damn i was like going to see i put dog the bounty hunter on my credit card like come on really you got got your shit together at 20 yeah i definitely didn't that's too funny uh someone's probably thinking themselves are they are they gonna start talking about tax deductions (laughs) staples receipts claim them um okay Yes. Uh, upcoming events. We got that thing coming on Sunday. Uh, yes. We got that uh, investor meetup on Sunday, January 30th. You can't go unless you call in and ask for a ticket or unless you, yeah. you've already got tickets. Uh, second to that, we have our next cabin retreat on February 25th to 27th. Um, you should definitely Oof. come to that. Yeah. Um, speaking of OnlyFans, uh, our top fan, <laughs> uh, the top fan race is is don't look at me that way. <laughs> it's a Who good was talking segue. about only only fans. I was. I said Dog the Bounty Hunter's daughter joined OnlyFans. Oh, 22 okay. Hours I ago. blocked you out. <laughs> I was reading a news about Dog the Bounty Hunter, and it's like Dog's daughter uh, created an OnlyFans account. Is her name Lisa? I. Do you want me to look it up? No, please don't. <laughs> I was trying to get off the topic. Why are you bringing it back? Okay. Anyways, our top fans. <laughs> yes, our top fans. Uh, on the pod, on the Podbean app. Um, so those of you that are joining in live every day, they, 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 those that are engaging and, and clicking those hearts and sharing the show, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we give away a really cool prize at the end of the month um, for our top fan, the, the one who joins us and engages uh, the most every month. So uh, we're coming up on the end of the month here. And yeah. um, Robbie's, in, Robbie's in the lead. Is that true? Oh, are you, are you going to tell everybody? Hell yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, Robbie's, there's a good fight going on here. Robbie's got a good, uh, he's got a little lead there, but not by much. Um, if you want to join in on that um, and get involved, I mean, definitely just download the Podbean app and, and join in every day and share the show and click the hearts and call in, and that's how you're going to get your engagement up. Um, last month, uh, Robbie won. Yeah, Robbie won last month, so he's looking like he's going to win again. Um, and Robbie won a free month of men- mentorship. Yes. So, and he's been absolutely killing it. So um big time that's uh something you can uh, get involved in as well uh josh got a question here did we ever sorry side note did we ever find out j j j j dizzy's um real name jizzy bism okay (laughs) uh jazzy jazz any chat okay so josh's question is any chatter about another flip tour with calvin's team that was a great event i have seen a lot of engagement since 
What did he say? He said it over the weekend. Uh, was it March or May? So, yes. March <laughs> or May. Something with an M. Uh, a month with an M. Um, I uh, Yeah, well, I'll, I'll reach out to Calvin uh, sometime this week, and I'll find out about that. Uh, Robbie believes it was May. Yeah, that was that was my thoughts, too. Makes uh, sense. Snow's gone. Yeah. Not trekking in mess. Yeah. He was even talking about, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this or not. <laughs> he was even talking about a golf, um, a, like a golf day as well. And like cool, like prizes and like little um, fun activities at every hole. And just like a, a, a golf day for investors. Um, you know, like it'd be like really cool to have like, you know, listing sheets for like flips and like deal analysis at every hole while you're waiting. Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> No, it wouldn't. Okay. Josh is in. <laughs> Kathleen says yes. I think that'd be so cool. I haven't golfed in years, but I think that'd just be awesome just to hang out with investors and have a few drinky poos and, uh, and you know, do some deal analysis. <laughs> All right. Uh, Kathleen says she took a golf class in college. Um, tax deductions. Truth. Truth. Let's be truthful. Um, don't have a whole lot of preparation for this today. I think I just want to keep this an open discussion. If you're curious, um, if you have any questions about tax deductions, um, you can call in. We are not accountants, so we have general knowledge. We're not. Um, we are not. We have general knowledge, and we've been doing this a while. And Gabby has taxes on her mind because she's 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 in the thick of it right now. So she's got a few. Um, she should be able to answer most of the questions, but. I mentioned a few things um, like coffee and lunches with partners. So if you're ever taking out your, you know, your joint venture partner, if you are meeting with a new wholesaler, if you are, give me some examples, Gabby, who could you be having lunch or coffee with? Your lawyer, your accountant, a potential joint venture partner, um, uh, an existing joint venture partner. Yeah. Um, gosh. Realtor. Realtor, yes. Did you, did you say mortgage broker? Mortgage broker. Um, home inspector. Anything in relation to your real estate investing business. Yeah. If you're paying for lunch, grab the receipt. Yeah. If you have a friend that says, hey, can I pick your brain about real estate? I'm <clears> thinking <throat> about renting my house out. Take them out for coffee. Or let them take you out for coffee. For real. Let's paying, be real. But <laughs> If you're paying, grab the receipt. Yeah. Um. Courtney asked, do you have an app that you use for and love for tracking your expenses? No. I throw the receipt in my wallet and I throw it at Gabby when I get in the door. Where do you want me to put this? <laughs> I'll normally write a note on the back of it, um, you know, meeting with this person. And then I'll, and I'll put in brackets whichever company we should charge it to. Because um, we have a few different companies. Yeah. Um, um, or and personal. Yeah. Which I'll talk about in a second. Yeah. So, uh, Courtney, on that topic, and I see that you added to your question by saying, and do you use something different for your flips to track the expenses? Um, so we don't. I would love to hear if anybody um, – I'm, like, not really up on the app game. I, I should be because I know that there's some really cool stuff out there. Um, and, Courtney, I think that we um, talked at our last Mastermind meeting about um, 
about different trying to find different apps and stuff and i i should get on that too and i know that you were interested in seeing what's out there so if anybody has any like cool apps the one that i know of and that i've recommended to lots of people lately just because tis the season is um is like a receipt app so you know getting apps where you can um, just take a quick picture of your receipt and then upload it to whatever. So there's one for QuickBooks. If you use QuickBooks, apparently it just p- pumps the receipt right into your QuickBooks. Um, but there's other ones as well where you can create folders. Um, so it could be like flip number one, flip number two, flip number three, or whatever the name of your flips are. Um, and then rental property number one, rental property number two. And so when you take a picture of that receipt, you can just like slip it into whatever folder it is. So it makes it easier come tax time that it's all organized you don't have like a file folder full or a box full of receipts that you need to sort through and try to figure out what was this for which property did i buy this filter for which flip did was were these mirrors bought for and those types of things um it just becomes easier to organize as you're as you're going so that's something that um Oh, so uh, on the app here, Robin says um, her he heard that um, Smart Receipt is good. Just downloaded it to try. Awesome. Um, and let us know because yeah. I, honestly, I'm not using one and it is on my list of things to do. I just finished um, uploading all of my receipts um, that I had sitting on my desk and that was top <laughs> of mind. I was like, I really should have done, I should have got that in place already and I haven't. Yeah. So um, that's a good one just to stay organized. Um, but... Josh has a pretty cool comment here and we'll go through the rest of the comments and questions, you know, as they apply. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, I am, I mean, I come from a revenue management, um, hotel background where Excel spreadsheets were life and that is how I did everything that I needed to do. So I have Excel spreadsheets for my bookkeeping, for my flip expenses, for everything. And just like, uh, for the, for the flips once a week, I'd go in and gather my receipts and, and, and put all the expenses mm-hmm. and then just tuck them away. So, um, I, I, yeah, so I don't have the best advice <clears throat> there. It works for me, but if there's somebody out there who has a really good solution, let us know. Josh has said that he used Oracle at a previous company and have heard from many others that it is a top notch for organizing. And as well, you can connect, apparently you can connect your credit cards to Oracle. So when you buy things, it comes up on your profile and you need and you need to take pictures to verify and confirm purchases. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, Jay Fizzy says, any advice on how to raise $15 million in one day as a newer investor? Do you want to stay on the tax uh, topic for now? And then we'll hit that after. <laughs> you want me to hit that after? <laughs> are you going to address that question or am I going to address that question? You are. Go for um, it. You got to start. Uh, you got to start with, uh, with, with trying. <laughs> uh, there is no magic word. There is no magic phrase. There is no um, magic suit um, that you can wear. Um, I would recommend listening. I, I'd spend about eight hours listening to Grant Cardone and just go in there with as much confidence as you could put together and, and tell them why this opportunity is, is right for them and how they're, they can trust you. But, uh, as a newer investor, I think that it's, uh, I think that it's a little, a little too much. And I, and trust me, I'm, I'm the type of person that will go all in 
and um, I'm a very confident person. But uh, out of the gate, asking for fifteen million dollars with with as a newer investor with next to no experience is a little a little out of your league. I'm just gonna can I can I speak freely? Mm-hmm. Is that I, I but um, I if the, you're serious about that, then I would recommend. Um, spending every waking moment for the next three to six months learning everything you need to know about it and then go ask for $15 million. Sorry, I wasn't laughing. Um, uh, Obi, I think I think this is Obi. Is that Obi? It says maybe rob a, a TD. Please don't do that. <laughs> Sorry, I'm... <laughs> Very bottom. Uh, okay, so this is Tessa from Ontario. Okay. It's <laughs> it's a 24-hour sale posting 85 doors oh um have you ever have you ever bought a multifamily before just got to get started and start yeah. talking to people and it's, it's I, you know what i yes i feel terrible laughing at someone who says that but at the same time it's that's a big that's a that's big hard bite. for that's and that's hard for ch- um seasoned investors to do yeah <laughs> diligence and it sounds like it's uh we're closing on our first 15 doors this next week that's nice. awesome congratulations that's awesome um that's a big one to chew that's a big bite um you know 24-hour sale posting and you gotta do have you know have you done diligence before you know, do you know how to properly manage it are you planning on doing any renovations to increase the value um you know an increase rent etc 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 so um you know raising 15 million dollars well do you know anyone that has 15 million dollars or do you know any? Do you know three people that have five million dollars? Mm-hmm. I would go and have a serious conversation them, with them yeah. and build that trust. At the very least, confidence. Yes, like I said, eight hours with the uh, Grant Cardone podcast should do the trick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but ultimately, like raising money, you need confidence. If you're lacking confidence, <clears throat> um, people can smell it. So yeah, yeah. Um, what information do you record when you file your receipts? Date, cost, and reason to purchase. Uh, well, the date's normally on the receipt. Uh, on the as back, is the cost. <laughs> uh, yeah, and as is the cost. So on the back of it, I'll put what the what the reason was. Um, JB, lunch with know, investor lunch or with X investor furnace filter for one two three four five street. And then in brackets, I'll put which company or personal. So it could be like PHI, which is Prairie Home Investments, or it could be personal, um, personal taxes, right? Because yeah, for properties it, that aren't owned under the corporation. And that's yeah. something I said I'd talk about in a couple of minutes. That I want to talk about because uh, everyone thinks that you need to have a corporation in order to deduct expenses. Hell no! If you have a rental property, that is your business. Yes. So if you own properties in your personal name, that is a business. You do not need a corporation to uh, to deduct expenses mm-hmm. to write off this to write off that you you would write it off quote unquote deduct those expenses just on your personal income taxes as opposed to your corporate Corporation, taxes yeah. okay so that means that that corner of the home of your home that's your office you can write that off on your personal taxes what's the percentage 10 percent of the house However, like literally, what's the square foot of your office space? Oh, so and ours, that, what's that percentage? I think, I if think, you have a gigantic top floor office <laughs> in your loft, house, loft, then it's going to be probably a higher percentage. But like, mo- yeah, most offices are whatever 10, I think 15%. It, I think that I remember you like 
figuring out the square footage of our house and, yeah. how, and how what the office size was. And I think we figured it was 10%. Gotcha. I remember having that discussion with you years ago. Yeah. And so because of that, 10% of property taxes, 10% of insurance, 10% utilities. of utilities, 10% of mortgage payment. Yeah. 10% of... Everything. Everything that to do, every expense on your... Well, sorry. For having that yeah. office within your home. Yeah. Right? So if you had an office somewhere else... Um, in a, you had an own, your own office, um, uh, room or office space or something like that, you would write off all the expenses on that. But because the office is within your home, you just calculate what your expenses are for your home and then, then just multiply it by the, the percentage of the home that is being used as the office. Yeah. So, um, I'm just, I actually just pulled up my spreadsheets from last year. And so, um, at our last, um, house that we lived at, cause we just moved, um, it was 12%. So our office was 12% of the, of the very floor plan. specific. Yep. Uh, of course I I'll take the extra 2%. <laughs> it's just like saying, saving, you know, the three bucks on the, on the, whatever expense. Yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, so uh, just speaking of workspace expenses, so if you do have a home office, um, then the expenses that I've claimed here are uh, the utilities. So literally it says like each run, month. I'm going to yeah. throw some numbers in just to give you guys a little bit of perspective. So let's say $400 for utilities. Well, okay. Like I, I can literally just tell you because like. You I'm, I'm, I'd like to go through it line by line. I know, but utilities are, yeah, so like uh, anywhere from three to 500, depending on the season. Yeah. Um, ours totaled 4,600 for the year, and 12% of that was 558 bucks. So just in utilities. 558 bucks we got. Sorry, uh, rephrase that. The 12% of the office space equaled 558 of the 4,600. Okay. So 558. So that means that we didn't pay 35 ish, 40% of taxes for that. So instead of 550, so let's say 40%, we saved $220 for the year just on utilities. Yeah. I say that because we deducted $550 worth of utilities. Okay. Um, from our personal income tax or corporate, whatever side it was, let's say it's your personal income tax. And so that, that means that you saved on not having to pay $220 of taxes. So the actual savings is $220. What about mortgage payments? Let's say mortgage payments are 1500 bucks. 2000. I can't remember what our mortgage. Okay. It's 2000, whatever it is. Um, so let's say your mortgage payment is 1500 bucks. So it's the interest. Well, the interest portion. Yeah, it's the interest portion. Oh, so you okay. literally so let's say just pull up. Seven fifty bucks because you're in a three percent interest rate. So seven hundred and fifty dollars worth of interest to you, and that's ten percent of that. Your so office space. Twelve percent. Yeah. Twelve percent. <laughs> oh goodness gracious! Seven fifty times. Wayne's making this really complicated. Times twelve months <laughs> means that you saved about four hundred and thirty-two dollars just on your. On your, I'm not saying our numbers. I'm just using general yeah. numbers right now. Um, you saved about 430 bucks a year, and that you would have had to pay in taxes. Yeah, it's starting to add up. I mean, can I go? Can I go through the different? Um, I wanted to break it down and make it simple. Apparently, I made it more complicated. No, I just mean like so that I can tell them all the different categories. Okay, so, like it was utilities. It. If you have a home security system, yep, um, that's a good one. Also, in case you didn't know, so you can claim the your your portion of the security system. Um, uh, charges, but also 
Um, make sure that your insurance company knows that you have a security system, both if your rental properties have one and if your primary residence, because um, it lowers your insurance premiums. So make sure that they know that when you're sending in your application for insurance, or if you just added one, if you know you had something happen, somebody stole a package from your front door and you decided to get a security system out there, mm-hmm. call them and tell them it'll reduce your premiums. Um, but yeah, you can claim that also on your office expenses or workspace expenses, your property taxes. So portion of your property taxes, um, your mortgage interest, which we just went through and your, is that on insurance? here twice? Insurance. Yeah. Home insurance. Yeah. So whatever your policy amount was and then the percentage of your office space. So those are the, um, kind of top top categories for your workspace. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I just like very, very basic math in my head. I mean, there's, there's a few thousand dollars worth of savings there for, for, for most real estate investors, just yeah. in your home expenses, just taking a percentage of your home as an office, you know, you're going to save two or $3,000 a year in taxes. Yeah. Just on your home expenses, yeah. which is crazy. And so Kathleen, on that on that subject, Kathleen asks on the Podbean app here, if you have a rental suite in your home and a home office, how do you do that? Um, exact, exact same. So um, basically, uh, how does this work? Because you are you're claiming that portion of your house as as the as the rental space, but then you're also claiming um, a different portion of it as as your office space and in your primary residence. So um, it, it's super easy. Your accountant figures that figures that out for you. I just told them that you know, like the basement suite is is rented. Here's the all the bookkeeping for that space. It's whatever percentage of the house. And then I also have my workspace, and here's all the workspace and business expenses towards it. And they mm-hmm. just put it in however they put it in. But yes, you can absolutely claim both of those things on your on your residence. Did you read Allison's question? No, I didn't. Uh, what if you have two separate offices within your home? Winky face. So yeah, I mean, we take, I think in our home alone, we take up a big chunk of space between Gabby's office and my office. And I'm sure Allison um, has the exact same thing in her home as well. Yeah, I'm I'm honestly pretty sure because um, like in our, in our last house, because like I said, we just moved in the middle of last year. So I haven't claimed for... Uh, where we are right now. But in our last house, um, <clears throat> Wayne had an actual office and I had my space set up kind of like in one of the corners of the house because no we had one, this like no unused space. You, yeah, I know. But like literally what I did was I took the square footage of his office and then I calculated like the little space that I was I was working in and mm-hmm. I added them together. Okay. So, but that being said, if you have like two big office spaces, you're going to want to stay on the conservative side and like be realistic to avoid. Don't be like, I'm using 50% of my home for my office. Like (laughs) you, Um, you never want to raise red flags. And, and that's the biggest thing is that like, even if, and like cell phone bills is a big one that people struggle with. It's like how much of my cell phone is business and how much is personal. And people are like, well, I use it all the time for business. I'd say it's like 75%, but that's that doesn't look that doesn't look good like are you really not like if you're Wayne Hillier you're watching YouTube videos whoa all the damn time whoa I gotta <laughs> on keep top up volume. on dog the bounty hunter <laughs> 
Um, so, you know, be realistic. Don't be, don't be out to lunch and then ha have it raise flags. Yeah. Well, raising flags, they're not just going to go and look deeper into your cell phone bill or your no, office space. All they're going to, they're, gonna, they're doing a full audit and they're, they're going through everything and they want to see every receipt and they're questioning, like, you don't want to, you don't want to be audited. So just keep, you know, just chill. <laughs> um, uh, there's, 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 yeah, there's quite a bit in saving. I mean, you don't have to go overboard and, and, and inflate your numbers. There's enough savings as is. Um, uh, business expenses, stuff. business expenses. Oh, such as uh, a well, I got a couple notes here. Um, I have a spreadsheet in front of me. Okay. Well, office <laughs> supplies. Yeah. Computer repair. Yeah. Uh, business cards. Buying a new computer if you need to. Really? Yeah, they do. Um, so they basically, I, I think that they portion it out and claim it over like a couple of years. Wow. Yeah. Sorry. Wow. It sounded exactly <laughs> the same. <laughs> this is where a good accountant comes in. Because yeah. like if you're filing your own taxes, you don't know, should I claim this entire computer expense? Or mm -hmm. like, yeah. Mm hmm. Okay. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big businessman. I raise money and stuff. Um, looking to raise $15 million for my next 85 unit multifamily. Um, I've got one day to raise this capital and I need to go get that money. So I'm going to pack up, I'm going to throw my suit on, I'm going to pack up my briefcase and I'm flying down to Vancouver mm -hmm. to go meet with a potential investor. I'm going to get myself an Uber. I'm going to need an overnight hotel. I'm going to need an Uber from the airport to the uh, or uh, I'm gonna, Cactus Club in, in Vancouver. Or I'm going to rent a fancy car to look ballin' when I roll up to that meeting. Oh, 100%. <laughs> so what can I claim? All of that. See what? All of it. All of it? Your food, your coffee, your Uber or your car rental, your hotel room, your flight. Um, all of it. All of it. Are they gonna? Are they gonna? Are they gonna, you, are they gonna look at my car though? If you though? were employed by XYZ Limited, and they sent you on a work trip to go to a conference or to go to uh, try to get some new clients in another city, mm -hmm. do you think they're claiming sending you there? Yes. Hell yeah, they are. Yes. Are you submitting your hotel room, your food, your your taxis, your everything. Hell yeah, you are. Yeah. You think they're just sitting on that on the other end or you think they're claiming that? Okay. So Poppy's Properties is going across the country to go raise $15 million for this big multifamily deal. I can claim all of it. Yeah. Wow. So. Melissa, yes. Uh, uh, hang on. A few oh. people are thinking right now. They're, 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 the wheels are turning. They're thinking... Uh, my dad lives in Vancouver, and what if I just said that I was going to go down there and uh, <laughs> raise $15 million, and then I'll just go and visit my dad, and then I'll write off all the expenses? Don't be a dish. Well, that's tax fraud, you silly <laughs> goose. That's tax fraud. Yeah. But they don't audit me, and then, I mean, I was, what if I was going there anyways? I'll make two two trips, you know, into one. If you can show legitimate business interaction stuff happening, um, then you can combine. You can also go see family while you're there. I mean, you're 100%. there. 100%. You're there. I mean. But don't 
commit tax fraud. <laughs> Don't add five or six days on your hotel bill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just to stick around and yeah. But um, absolutely, if, if, if you're, if it's anything to do with your business and yeah. your business is buying real estate and renting it, yeah, all of those expenses yeah. are justifiable. Now, <clears throat> uh, if you are going to raise $15 million and for your big 85 unit multifamily building in uh, Pickering, um, and you you went and bought a nice fancy suit and you hopped on first class uh, with our Canada, um, you know, business class. And, um, and you get there and you got your fancy car and everything else. And you show up to the Cactus Club there in Vancouver. I'm sure they got a Cactus Club in Vancouver. Right? <laughs> yes. Um, and, and, and you order, you know, the, the nicest meals, <laughs> you know, because you want to you want to show yourself as that, you know high roller, you know, investor. And you've only got one one bedroom apartment in Calgary mm -hmm. that you're renting out. Mm -hmm. And that's your portfolio. Yeah, you're going to get audited. Yeah. If you're writing Good off point. <laughs> Good point. a, a $12,000 trip uh, and you only made $11,000 in rental income last year, yeah. you're going to get audited. Okay. So just... Uh, Let's be realistic. Yeah. Um, fair uh, point. Is that fair? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So someone was saying something. I wanted to add that in. Yeah. On on Podbean here, Melissa says, "Do you claim inspections on houses that you didn't buy if the house didn't pass the inspection?" And cost I said, "Yes, absolutely. That's a cost of business." And it also kind of goes in line with I think um, like we used to um, pull a lot of titles on houses we were looking at buying, and because you can go online on to well here in Edmonton, it's the Spin to um, Alberta website, yep. and you can order um, order up title searches. I think uh, at like ten bucks a pop as we, an investor or as a wholesaler. If you're wholesaling yep. and you're just you know getting started. Wholesalers need to understand what they can what they can claim as well. Yeah, for sure. And so like those types of things, did we end up buying all those houses? No, but that was a cost of business for us to know whether or not we were buying it. Mm -hmm. It was part of our due diligence. So yeah, those types of things, even if you didn't end up with that property, 100%, that's a cost of, of, of running your business. Yeah. I've, uh, on, back on the topic of wholesalers, I, I've had this discussion many times because wholesalers are typically um, new investors. They're trying to raise some capital get used to the markets, you know, become experts. And a lot of wholesalers don't, they, they haven't quite gone far enough to learn that they can, a lot of this stuff can be claimed. Your yellow signs, your yellow letters, your website, your business cards, uh, your title searches, your lunches with, with new realtors, the brokers that you're going to be doing business with. Mm -hmm. If you want to take your seller out to dinner, Anything along those lines. There's one more thing that I want you to touch on. And this applies to wholesalers. It also applies to investors. Vehicle charges. Mm -hmm. Do you keep the receipts for gas? No. Or do you do kilometers? I think mileage? technically there's different ways that you can claim it. And I think it also like um, some people will, you know, lease a vehicle within their corporations and those types of things. So I don't, I don't know any of that. It's a, it's um, a tax strategy yeah. that you need to talk to your lawyer about. And accountant. 
Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know what the lawyer has to do with that. Lawyers on my mind. <laughs> okay. Um, but if you just own a vehicle and are using it to go to your properties and do inspections and do rental viewings and that sort of thing, um, you track your kilometers That's is the simplest way. And I think the best return on on money spent. Yes. And so that, that ends up covering like what they drill into that is like, is you don't claim your vehicle maintenance and stuff, but the portion of it that they, yeah, the portion of it that they claim on your mileage is kind of like all encompassing. It takes into account that you paid for gas, that you upkept your vehicle, that you, you know, did all those things based on the amount of kilometers that you're driving. Yeah. So, and actually we had that question earlier on in the Podbean app, somebody asked about mileage, which we hadn't gotten to yet. Yeah. So I say that this is so personal, that this is a very personal question on how to, to, properly track your mileage because some people download mile IQ and they turn it on every time they're driving anywhere and it tracks how far they've gone and to their starting point and their end point and then it spits out your number and that's great I can't do that I can't remember to use my app when I'm going and doing business like yeah. it just doesn't work for me <laughs> some people have a little notebook in the middle console that they pull out and every time they drive somewhere they write in it not me not going to remember for me what I do well, it's, it's going to get buried underneath like 12 different face masks or these yeah. days <laughs> and your wallet and, and your 10 pairs of sunglasses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a good way to do it. Um, so for me, what I do personally is um, Wayne and I have been very open about this, that like we live and, and breathe our calendar, our yeah. shared calendar. Everything is in our shared calendar. If we have gone to a rental property or an appointment at the lawyer's office, or if we've gone to met with our accountant, or we've gone for coffee with an investor, that is in our calendar. It has the address of where we went. It has like the day that we went. So it has all the information that I need at the end of the year. So I don't, I don't even keep up on it, like in my bookkeeping. At the end of the year, when I'm filing taxes, I spend a couple hours entering my mileage. I literally start at January 1st in my in my Google Calendar app on my phone. And I go through and anywhere where there's like an address input it, I'm like, okay, was that for business? Nope. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Yep. That was for business. And I pull up Google Maps. How many kilometers was it from destination A to B? It sounds like a lot of work, but like this is what works for me. And it only takes me a couple hours at the end of the year to yeah. do the entire year. Yeah. Um, and some years it has been not much and some years it has been a crazy amount. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's how I keep track of it. Um, to rewind just a pinch, um, we, the reason why we're, we're recommending uh, mileage counting is, is, is because the other one, this is just what, what our accountant said. So you definitely have to talk to your own accountant and what's best. Um, there's, Probably somewhere in here. I haven't read all the comments yet. There's probably someone asking, what about buying a new truck? I heard that if I put a decal on it that says we buy houses or mm-hmm. Prairie Home Investments, that I can buy a new truck under my thing. And and the way they calculate it, they depreciate the asset and all the other stuff. It's just, it's yes, you can, but you, you really need to talk to your accountant if that's the best approach. Um, when we looked at it, we it's been so long. We determined that the per kilometer was a much better approach. I believe it's 45 cents per kilometer, if I remember correctly. I, I don't know. So, you know, if you're making a 20-minute drive to your rental property and then 20 minutes back, 
it works out to be about, um, I, I just figured it out. It's about, uh, let's say 35 kilometers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, there and back 45 cents a kilometer is $31 and 50 cents worth of personal income tax savings. So, uh, sorry, personal, uh, personal income that it expenses that you can deduct. So that ends up being about a $10 savings in income tax. On a 35 kilometer trip? 35 there, 35 back. 70 kilometers total. 45 cents per kilometer is 31.50. So you are deducting 31.50 off your personal income tax just for that one trip, which means that from that one trip, you have not paid $10 in interest. Sorry, taxes, taxes, my bad. $10 in taxes. Definitely talk to your accountant. There's it's there's quite a bit of savings that can be had there as well. I mean, if you're not just going to one, you go to one destination, then you go to the other side of the city, you stop at Home Depot, you come back. That could be ten to twenty dollars just in just in one trip, round trip to your rental properties. Yeah. So it's quite a bit of savings there. I, yeah. I, I well, like when it a lot. we when I've done quarterly inspections in the past, like sometimes I spend hundreds of kilometers, like going all around the city and down into Leduc and yeah, yeah. And so um, it's a pretty cool thing. Um, talk to your accountant about what's the best strategy for you. I just want to go through a couple of my other notes and then, then we'll go to questions and we'll finish off the questions. Um, tenant gifts. Yeah. That's one. Uh, if you're uh, if you giving- do Christmas gifts or new tenant <clears throat> gifts when they move in, those all. Um, Under office expenses, we never touched on. Um, if you have any subscriptions that you pay for, like Zoom, um, if you're holding, you know, like meetings with investors mm-hmm. on Zoom. That's a subscription you can um, do if you have, um, yeah, like MailChimp <laughs> to send out newsletters, like those types of subscriptions. Make sure you're claiming those as well. I've got three I need to go through. Uh, first one, uh, if you have a suited property and you are paying for the utilities and then charging it back. Yep. Utilities are right off. Mm-hmm. If you are paying for utilities, uh, you can deduct that as well. Yep. Okay. Um, interest on borrowed money. Yep. If you are pulling equity from your home equity line of credit, for example, to use as a down payment to purchase a property or to, to use, to purchase a property 100%. If you are borrowing money to invest and this doesn't just apply to real estate, it applies to any investments, then the interest that you pay on that borrowed money is tax deductible. Yeah. Which is, we're getting into the very like Your root. accountant will ask you, what did you use that money for? What property to do what? Yes. Like they'll want backup to make sure that if you do get audited, that it was used for something um, relevant. Yes. Yeah. We're getting into the, like the root, like the basics of the Smith Maneuver um, if, you know, if you're interested in learning more about that, it's a, you know, tax savings uh, strategy. Um, but at its, you know, the, at its core, the basics of it is, um, any money that you use to invest into real estate, the interest that you pay on it is tax deductible. What's the other one? Oh, my last one. Okay. Okay. I think I might've seen a question that was relevant relative to this, but, um, repairs and improvements. Mm-hmm. Here's an important one. So if you have to do repairs on your rental property, 
you know, over time, normal wear and tear on your flooring, six years has gone by, it's time to replace the carpet. That is an expense that you can deduct the replacement or repairs of your carpet or your paint or uh, a bathroom um, faucet. What is not deductible is improvements. So if you are, you have a carpet that's all worn out, you need to replace it with carpets of equal or close value. Mm -hmm. You cannot upgrade it to hardwood, luxury, hardwood, <laughs> luxury vinyl plank has to be the same thing that was there when you bought it. Okay. So you have to replace it with something similar. You cannot upgrade it. If you want to add an addition onto your property, if you want to build a garage, not deductible, those are improvements. Okay. If you need to replace your garage, or if you need to repair your garage, that is deductible. So repairs are deductible, replacement is deductible, improvements are not. So same thing, if you are buying a property and uh, you intend to add a secondary suite, expenses are not deductible because it's an improvement. Okay? Yeah. So you just understand that you cannot deduct the expenses for that. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. And on that, um, I think where you said that it might be relevant to a question that was asked, um, I believe it was maybe Annette that asked, um, you know, like if you're building a secondary suite, um, are those expenses or is that part of the the purchasing of the property? The, mm -hmm. Sorry, I'm, I'm not able to. Yeah. And so no, like, yeah, when you're improving a suite, that all gets, that's all part of the, the cost of Oh my God, I cannot think of the word that I'm trying to. <laughs> I miss what you were saying. Um, oh my goodness. I'm trying to go back to the question here to help jog my memory here. Um, okay, so she says we're adding legal suites. Can we deduct any of this on taxes uh, or would it be a capital deduction? Oh, I don't understand that term. I'm not an, I'm not an accountant. I don't even know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I just I, I just know the basics. Um, I, I don't even touch the taxes. Yeah, when I'm surprised you wanted to bring up this topic. I didn't I, know he had so I, many I literally just kind of chuckled and I'm like, hey, Gab, we're going to talk about tax deductions today. So hope you're ready. Um, one other thing I wanted, it's because of what is the nature of your business? If you are in the business of buying an asset and renting it out, you are buying an apple tree and selling apples, okay? And you are allowed to maintain the quality of that apple tree that you purchased, okay? So that you can continue to sell apples. If you are in the business of buying and selling apple trees, completely different, okay? So if you bought an apple tree and under an undervalued apple tree. This is a horrible example. <laughs> but it's an example I read in a book once. It's just I'm just not doing it any um, justice. If if you're buying and selling apple trees, so you find one undervalued that just needs a little bit of work, just needs the branches trimmed, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, if your business is buying and selling apple trees, then the expenses, the costs of improving that apple tree 
and then selling it for a profit are tax deductible. Here's a better example. If you're buying a property and your intent is to renovate it and flip to sell, the expenses are tax deductible because your business is buying and selling properties, mm-hmm. flipping properties. If your intent is to buy an undervalued property, fix it up and rent it, not the same. Yeah. And so um, thank you, Wilson, for um, for helping me. I was like struggling. But Wilson in the app here, he says, those are deductibles at the time of selling it. It reduces the capital gains. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, it's just, it's looked at differently and it's, yeah. Uh, That's why a lot of people make sure that they get um, uh, appraisals done like before and after doing like uh, big renovations on properties or additions of like secondary suites and that type of thing, because it shows that I spent this much money, it increased the value this much um, so that when, yeah, capital gains comes, it's easier mm -hmm. to explain what the, where the property was and what's going on. Um, this reminds me of something. And and if this person's listening, I apologize, but I'm just going to speak generally. So it doesn't, so people don't know exactly what I'm talking about. But I saw recently on somewhere on the internet, where someone was asking for tax advice from a tax expert, and was willing to pay for the advice from a tax expert, instead of paying for an accountant. And he got chewed online. I saw that too. He got chewed. (laughs) because <laughs> you ha- you cannot you can't be you can't cheap out on your taxes okay <laughs> to, to save a little money by speaking to someone who's done it before you do not ask facebook for tax advice you don't well to be honest you shouldn't be asking facebook for any advice um because it's all just opinions you definitely speak to a professional who has you know has been educated who has experience on something like this yeah that has a degree <laughs> uh, and don't, don't ask because you're going to get 12 different answers. And then, you know, you're going to go with the, you know what, not, you know, what ends up happening? You, you normally go with the one that serves you the best. Yeah. Not necessarily the right one. If you want the, <laughs> have I, have you ever gone to a lawyer and asked them a question and gotten the answer that you wanted? Yeah. <laughs> Never. That's not their job. <laughs> Yeah. That's not their job. Um, so you definitely just you got to yeah. pay to pay the right professional. Okay. okay, so we're over time and I need to get our child ready for school. But, but there's I just 75 quickly... new messages that I haven't read. That's fine. I've read them. Okay. But I just want to quickly go through uh, the rest of my because I, since I have my my spreadsheet right in front of me. Um, so we talked about gifts, about um, <clears throat> office expenses, um, uh, uh, cell phone bills, like I mentioned. Mm-hmm. So depending on your usage, um, Internet. Mm-hmm. So you can claim a portion of your internet bills. Wow. Um, other kind of business expenses, um, like your last year's accountant bill, your um, lawyer, your lawyer, like depending on, I mean, if it's, if it's for like signing a property, then that all gets um, built into the property itself. It's so not like you take that, corporation? but yeah, building corporations and that kind of stuff. Shareholder agreements. Into your corporate stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, if they draft up a joint venture agreement for you, paying for that. Um, education. So if you are going, if you are paying to go to networking events or to courses, if you're a part of a mastermind group, um, I apologize. I haven't sent you your retreat. Yeah. I, I apologize. I haven't sent you your uh, 2021 um, invoices yet, but mastermind groups. <laughs> um, 
uh, if you go to, like, I, th- I think back to last year, like I went to that event in Kenmore for the real estate women's um, event, my hotel, hotel, my yeah. mileage, my, um, my dinners, Anything to do the, with your paying for the event itself, all those types of things. Yearly memberships. Yearly memberships, um, coaching, if it's real estate related coaching. Yes. So, yeah. If I didn't give you a receipt, which it's automatically printed. Yeah. You just got <laughs> to see if there's in your email, but maybe yeah. coaching as well. Um, yeah. And then, uh, one question that Annette asked and that I answered, um, within the chat app was, um, if you borrowed money, the interest paid on that. So yeah, private, private money, if you borrowed you, yeah, you can claim the interest. Mm -hmm. Like we said, so long as you can say where, where that money was used on. So if it was just on a promissory note and you used it for such and such, like you, you need to be able to track where it came from. Lots of the time it's registered as a mortgage. It's the exact same thing if you went to a bank and got a mortgage, you're claiming the interest on it. So, um, and then there's just a couple other things and that, that go into my other, <laughs> what? So, Tony says, money you spent on Podbean to give the ghosts gifts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you can write that up too. <laughs> oh, that's funny. If Too you funny. paid somebody on Fiverr for a logo or for yes. whatever, that, claim that. Website domain costs. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we could keep going. Yeah. There's like anything that you can think of that you have spent to 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 better your business or to the, just to operate and manage your business. Everything. Yeah. I think there's that's a it. lot I think of savings. Most of it. A lot of savings, and get a good accountant. Because um, if you're forgetting anything, they won't they won't let you forget it. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. I think uh, you know what I think. I think that. This podcast episode will probably be one of my most downloaded podcast episodes. <laughs> I've already got an idea for the title. I know exactly this. This is one that's going to be pretty popular. Um, we have not had an accountant on the podcast yet, but I'm working on it. So in the near future, we'll uh, we'll get on that as well. And they can they can correct us on a few things if necessary, and they can also give us some things that maybe we forgot about it. So um, I think that that is my cue to wrap it up. I will see you guys tomorrow morning. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com. 